Welcome to Innovate at Open, the podcast that explores open source through the lenses of distributed collaboration, collective invention, and technology creation. I'm your host, Gordon Half, technology evangelist with Red Hat. Hi, everyone. This is Gordon Half, technology evangelist with Red Hat, on another edition of the Innovate at Open podcast. And I'm just meeting Richard North here. So, Richard, I'm sort of interested in, first of all, who you are, what you've worked on in open source in the past. Um, so my name is Richard North. Um, I am the creator of the Test Containers Open Source Project, uh, and I'm now CTO of Atomic Jar. My background is um, a long time in consulting. I've worked in the consulting field for about 10 years, uh, working across a variety of in- industries, variety of clients. And it, it was an interesting experience, but after that, I, I jumped over to uh, working in the um in the travel industry for Skyscanner, working in developer enablement, production platform, all sorts of um, interesting technologies, big platforms, and and lots of technical challenges. One of the technical challenges that I have encountered across my entire career was that testing is just a, a hard thing to do, hard thing to do right. Um, we've got um, unit testing, which is fairly well covered, I thought, um, but integration testing was always a, a bit of a chore. Uh, on all of my projects. So I remember about 15 years ago on one of my first technical projects having to set up integration testing. Uh, it was a Java project. Uh, we needed an Oracle database and having to run literally from one physical machine to another with a DVD to install Oracle. Setting it up by hand, following instructions on a wiki page. It was a very painful process full of, well, time-consuming activities and very error-prone as well. How did open source get involved in all this? Well, I was for a long time a user of open source technology, obviously. Um, throughout my career, I've been using open source literally from the first project. Test containers was something that I created back in 2015, though. It was intended to address the integration testing pain. And to be quite honest, I created it. I thought this is useful. Maybe a few people might benefit from this, maybe some of my colleagues and on other projects. So I released it as open source and didn't really expect very much coming out of that. But over time, people noticed it. People began to realize its potential and started to use it, started to evangelize it. And the rest is really history. Um, we've grown as a project in terms of the number of users, a number of contributors, uh, and it's it's been a, a great experience. What were some of the things you did to be, you know, you sort of, you've sort of said that in a way it was almost accidental it became this mm-hmm. community. When you start to notice others' interest in getting involved, what were some of the things that you did to make it more welcoming for outsiders? It's a good question. I, I think a, a sense of openness, a sense of trying to engender a sense of openness, trying to welcome people's contributions as much as possible. One of the, one of the struggles which I have always faced with open source though is that it is an extremely time consuming activity, um, doing it on the side of, uh, of a day job. I have, I've always tried my best to make it welcoming, as have my fellow uh, co-maintainers of the project, so that um, people feel their, their contributions are, are respected and welcomed. Were the contributions mostly individuals or were they people who found this to be useful in their job? Uh, almost invariably has been people who've found the project and they have used it and wanted to add additional features to it or they've encountered bugs. 
um, and being, a, being able to make those contributions back to, to fix those bugs for, for future users. So you mentioned the sort of the challenges of integration testing and, you know, you're, mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think anybody would argue that integration testing isn't a challenge, but what were some of the insights that you brought to test containers that maybe hadn't been brought to other types of projects or products in the area? Up until that point, all of our approaches to integration testing had revolved around environments, really. You would have a integration test environment shared by a team, or you would try to make the environment on somebody's dev machine more like the production environment. So you try to set it up as, as, as closely as possible. So like I said, you could do that manually, uh, running around with DVDs. Later on, we could use things like Chef and Puppet to automate that process. But it was always about creating a more representative environment on the local machine. So one of the things that was different with test containers approach is that it's more about creating these sort of point to point integrations that you need to support your integrated tests. So for example, if you're testing a piece of code, a piece of your system that needs to interact with a database, test containers could bring up that one specific database and then tear it down again afterwards. So it's like having a limited form of the the entire environment just for the purposes of the tests that require that element of it. It's still possible to add um, as many dependencies as you need in parallel if you if you need uh, to do a, a full test of the application under test. But um, it's a slightly different approach to sort of the, the pet style integration environment that many, many teams had. The other, I think the other innovation, which wasn't my own inno- innovation, really, it was the existence of Docker at that point in time. So Docker was um, at that time an, a new and promising technology. We weren't quite ready to be using it in production due to the nature of our clients and their appetite for for, for the risk. But um, it was a really great fit for for testing because there was a excellent catalog of available components in the form of uh, the Docker Hub, and also it it had the the characteristic of it being quick to create, then use, and then quick to destroy one of these dependencies. One of the things I think we've been seeing over the last five, six years or so is kind of moving from this quality assurance being this kind of really silo that goes in between developers and operations uh, to Mm -hmm. being something that is really more, to use the word, I don't necessarily particularly like holistic. And because like one of the other things that I'm seeing these days is even more of a focus on doing that testing at scales that are that are maybe more representative of how customers are actually going to use products. So testing does seem to be making some pretty significant headway today. Yeah, and I think also one of the things that, that was important to us was to make it easy because it's all well and good telling your developers you've got to do more testing, you've got to do more integration testing. But if it's hard, if it's hard to do, then they're going to feel this natural reluctance to do it. And that's that's completely reasonable, completely understandable. So with test containers, we try to make the API easy to use. We've tried to make the, the documentation, the examples easy to follow because we just want developers to have a pleasant time doing the, these these kind of tasks um, to encourage them to, to do it more often. So let's fast forward to where you are today. You've had some pretty exciting news over the last uh, month or so. Tell us about it. Sure. So um, we have launched Atomic Jar Inc., uh, which is um, a company sort of built around test containers, really. 
we we're not quite ready to announce uh, the product that we're going to be launching but people will probably infer that it relates to test containers and it does it's it's going to be a a, a complementary product to test containers shall we say so um yeah with atomic jar it's it's really exciting because we get to build something we think our users are going to love but it also means that we have more time more uh, more resources to throw at the open source project as well so we hope that this is a sort of complementary virtuous cycle so without talking about anything you're not ready to go into just yet how are some of the things you're thinking about in terms of kind of business model and how a product would re- would relate to an open source project and so forth so the, the the key thing is making this complementary. So it will be it will be a SaaS product, but we didn't want to do so. One of the easy strategies, perhaps, that we could have followed would have been to do something like take take part of test containers and lock it away behind a behind a paywall, require people to enter a, a product key. But that didn't really feel like the right thing to do to us um, f- for us rather. We didn't feel as though that would be something that existing test containers users would like, and we. We want our users to be happy first and foremost. So we want to add to, to bring a product to market that will help them further, um, without taking away anything that's in the current open source product. Now, I'm sure you're continuing to work with the test containers community and contributors and so forth. What has been the reaction of the fact that there's this commercialization going on alongside test containers? Positive. Um, so many of our users have come to us to to congratulate us to 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 cheer us on effectively um and that has been so so uplifting um to know that um our our users are happy for us we obviously hope that that will continue and we obviously want to bring something to market that they're going to really like um and we we hope to continue that really oh great i think that's all i have do you have anything else no thank you no it's been great talking to you gordon thank you richard Thank you for listening to this episode of Innovate at Open. For future episodes, subscribe to Innovate at Open on your favorite podcast app. You could also go bitmason, B-I-T-M-A-S-O-N, dot blogspot.com for show notes, blogs, and a full archive of episodes and more. Thank you for listening. This is Gordon Half, Technology Evangelist at Red Hat.